confidant. You are catching me in a rare form. If you're watching this on YouTube.com slash Kelsey Dara, you can tell that I am in my jammies, fresh out the shower. I mean, I'm like, whew, raw as a carrot. <laughs> That's the first thing I can think of. The first thing I was going to say was raw as a baby. And for sure that wasn't going to work. So I said raw as a carrot. I don't know that that was any better. Um, my confidants, you are catching me in rare form. One, because I had already planned on figuring out an episode to play today because um, by the time you're hearing this, um, it is seven days until my birthday, my 30th birthday, and who cares about that? More importantly, the pre-order of my book. Um, and so I had this whole episode planned. I was to do this whole mental health thing. And then I just, I couldn't, I couldn't do it because there's something else very mu- much more, very much more prevalent in my f- mind space, in my, in my eye. Uh, not in my eye, in my mind's eye. <laughs> Guys, this is how uh, rare form uh, you are getting me. I'm just so angry and over it and so exhausted. And like, I was gonna just let another episode happen tonight. And then I was like, why would I, after the literally hundreds of messages I've gotten from the followers, the confidants, this past week about, uh, it says it in the title, that was like a really weird drum roll. I th- it sounded like a drum roll in my head when I just went, because uh, <laughs> I don't know if this is an episode. I have no idea if this is an episode. This might be the shortest or longest episode I've ever done. I've got some sugar-free vanilla wafers here. I've got some sugar-free cookies. Um, I don't want to talk about it. I'm sorry if you're one of those people that can't stand it when people eat. I'll try and uh, I'll try and do it off the microphone a little bit, but I'm emotionally eating right now because I'm so sick of yeast infections. I'm so over it. That's what we're talking about. I was going to talk about something else. I've been posting about me trying the Candida diet this week. And so many of you messaged me that I was like, what am I doing? Why not just talk about yeast infections? Because Talk about that. I talk, we talk about the pussy a lot here on Confidently Insecure, the podcast where we're absolutely sure we don't know everything. If you don't know me, hi. I'm your host, Kelsey Darren. I swear to God, I'm normally more put together than this. But I just, I could not believe the number of responses that I got when I told uh, my Instagram that I was doing uh, anti-yeast, anti-candida diet to try and uh, get rid of my chronic yeast infections that I was like, fuck this. I'm just going to talk about it. Um, Like I said, I've talked about the pussy a lot on this podcast. However, I'm not sure that we've ever done a yeast specific episode. Uh, It's no no surprise to any confidant uh, that I get a lot of yeast infections, chronic, one (laughs) would medically call it. so much so, in fact, that my nickname amongst my friends is Yeasty Girl. And, like, we'll bring it in as an inside joke uh, in the most inappropriate times or just, like, the most random times. Like, if we're playing, um, what's that fucking game where it's, like, you fill in the blanks on your phone and everyone can play? Oh, fuck me. Y'all know what it is. I bet y'all been playing it crazy over quarantine. But, like, 
we'll be playing that game where you fill in the blank and everyone puts in a word and someone will randomly put in Kelsey's yeasty pussy and like it always it like 10 out of 10 always wins 10 out of 10 always get laughs as soon as it pops up we're like ah there it is ah. like that's how much I get yeast infections that like acquaintances know and yeah okay sure maybe I'm, I'm publicizing it. whatever we're not here to get into why so many people know about my yeast infections the point is is that I have them and I'm trying to fucking get rid of them and I'm angry here's why I'm angry because we don't know how to fix them and we don't know what the fuck exactly pinpoint causes them specific to each person and we don't know we know more about the dick and viagra than the sheer number of you that messaged me this weekend talking about your yeast infection problems or just like your vaginal problems uh is so astonishing to me that so many vagina owners deal with this shit and we're doing nothing no one's saying anything. No one's talking about it. No one's ever like, I, I, this is my sixth yeast infection this year. This is debilitating. This is uh, interfering with my work-life balance and my ability to have sex and um, everything about my life. Um, they're so irritating, ir- ir- irritable, all the era words. Um and I'm mad because I knew what thrush the STD, the oral STD was before I ever knew what a vaginal yeast infection is, which I don't even think thrush technically has to be a sexually transmitted disease. Don't fucking quote me on this, you guys. This is a podcast where we're sure we don't know everything. And I know usually I have an expert on to talk about this kind of stuff. And I know one time, one comment, someone wrote something very sal- salty. It, it stuck with me where they were like, I, I wish she better... Uh, educated herself on our topics. That's the point. The point is that I don't know. And I'm not trying to spread false information. I'm just talking about my lived experience. And my lived experience right now is I got an itchy pussy. And it's not even so much itchy now. It's like hurts because I've been itching it for so long. Okay. Back to the STD oral thrush thing. I'm mad that when we had sex, public school sex education, we never talked about yeast infections. We never talked about bacterial vaginosis. We never talked about endometriosis. We never talked about fucking cystic fucking ovarian bullshit. All this shit, the HPV, nothing is taught to us. And how the fuck are we supposed to learn about it? And if it, like, I think the problem is because no one's talking about it or learning about it outright explicitly that like unless you have a mom that dealt with any of those issues and you're very fucking close and they're very liberal or like another uh, vagina led figure in your life is willing to talk to you that openly about stuff like even the internet all says the same shit like duh I've been back and forth up down inside outside on the internet this past week about yeast infections and it's like it's all saying the same fucking thing which we will go over but it's like if you didn't have that growing up, why would you be comfortable talking about it now? Because I feel like as an adult, it feels like, first of all, I hope none of y'all feel this way when you get one. But like I've heard, I've read on some online forums that uh, vagina owners feel very dirty when they find out that they have one, which is so fucked up because, hey, what the fuck does that even mean? Uh, two, uh, it has nothing, it can have everything and nothing to do with about your cleanliness, which we'll get to. Um, and then see, it just makes it sound like such a, a bad taboo thing. And I think like the more we set our discussions around it being like a, 
conversation. Like, we're never going to get reproductive rights. We're never going to get funding for this kind of shit. We're not, we're just not talking about it. And, like, I don't know if I'm upset because so many of you messaged me this week and I'm like, why have I never heard from these guys before? And it's like, well, no one asked specifically and no one, like, I don't know. People don't feel comfortable sharing that shit. And, like, maybe you're lucky and you only get one in your life. But just so you know, three out of four vagina owners will have a yeast infection at some point in their life. So think about your favorite celeb, the queen. All those motherfuckers probably had yeast infections. Beyonce, yeast infection. Queen of England, yeast infection. Malala, yeast infection. Okay, I might be assuming... I might get sued for saying something like that. Please don't report me. Uh, point is, th- this is not something you should be freaked out about when you get one until it becomes chronic, which, hello, hi, I'm Kelsey. Here's the other thing I'm pissed about. It's like, only recently have I discovered that A, the yeast infection cause might not be exactly what I had always thought it had been and that it's not treated the same way that I had thought it had always been and that it there's a chance that it's not yeast at all. So let me go a little bit more specific. Let me get just like a little bit more into the nitty gritty. Okay. The word for a yeast infection is a vulvo, vulvovaginitis. Uh, AKA yeast infection. And like I mentioned earlier, yeast is basically like an imbalance of bacteria. Uh, it, it When there's not enough good bacteria, you know, we have good bacteria and bad bacteria. That's why that like Jamie Curtis yogurt commercial ever existed. That's the only way that we knew about good bacteria and bad bacteria. Otherwise, where the fuck are we teaching this in our sex education? Uh, And when that bacteria gets thrown off, it causes a yeast overgrowth. And yeast loves to thrive on tissue. That's why a lot of people get it in their mouths because not only is it very tissuey back there in your throat, in your tongue area, but it's also moist. It's also warm. So is your pussy hole. That's why blowjobs and sex probably feel similar unless you had adult braces like me. Uh, so w- it, it's when your vaginal flora gets off. And like, what does the internet describe? Like, how do they say what vaginal flora is? It's vaginal microbiota uh, or the microorganisms that colonize the vagina. Why does it sound like the Bugs Life movie is happening in my pussy? Like, why don't I know more about these microbes or these dibiosis or, you know, what is the imbalance, right? So, okay, back to yeast specifically. There is good bacteria and bad bacteria. Uh, Something a lot of vagina owners don't know is that antibiotics, like medication that you get for when you're sick, can kill the good bacteria that then allows it's basically like killing off the defense that then like the yeast just is like and then that's how I imagine they're like gnawing on my pussy all the time um you can see yeast that's the other thing I want to mention um 
I'm going to tell you guys, I don't give a fuck. I got so frustrated that I ordered on Amazon uh, disposable speculums, which a speculum is that thing that they use at the gynecologist's office. And it's usually metal, but the ones that I got are clear plastic. And I was like, I want to be able to crank my own Poonan open whenever I need to fucking shine a light in there because it is very dark. I don't know if that's just mine in particular that it's so cavernous and dark, but literally I think I heard like a tiny echo come out from like, save me from like something that's been in there for 10 years, but it is so dark in there. I have to shove like a book bookmark flashlight, like halfway into my post to be able to see. And I wanted to be able to know with like basically what a yeast infection looks like because I remember going to the gynecologist all the time being like I don't know maybe it's a yeast infection maybe it's a UTI maybe it's a maybe it's an STD and like she yanked my pussy open <laughs> yank that makes it sound like it's like curtains maybe it is she threw open my pussy curtains and we're like uh I can tell right away that's a yeast infection and she was always right mm. side note I've always gone 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 I've always gone to vagina owning gynecologist and I feel like that has made a difference um for me at least I highly recommend it um so I wanted to be able to see this so-called yeast infection and you can you can see like the inside walls of your vagina remember vagina is the actual like walls of the entire punan uh you can see like it just kind of looks like pasty white stuff like it's not cleared out all the way and so for me, I was always like, okay, the way yeast infection happens is I feel it. I maybe wait a day or two, just seeing if it goes away on its own. It never would. I would have to go to the gyno. Uh, she would call me in a medication called Diflucan, or she would tell me to go get a monostat over-the-counter medication at a pharmacy nearby. And within like three or four days, it was gone. Boom, bada-bing, bada-boo. As I got older... Okay, and I thought it was a myriad of things that were causing this. I genuinely thought it was like an imbalance of sex. I thought it was just like too many sexual partners or like not peeing after sex, which is a UTI, which is different. That's burning. If it burns when you pee, you definitely have a a UTI because burning with itching is more likely to be yeast because sometimes it can burn a yeast infection can burn not usually but sometimes like if you aggravate the skin or the vulva it can get inflamed and then when you pee it's like ah, ah. so it can burn but like if it's burning when you pee like you can't pee and then when you sit down and you try and push it, it doesn't that's probably UTI uh another thing bacterial vaginosis uh, that is also known as BV, which is easily mistaken as uh, a yeast infection all the time because BV is labeled as uh, what happens when there's a change in the normal balance of bacteria, which that sounds like a fucking yeast infection to me, doesn't it? Uh, but the differences between yeast and BV is that BV usually has a smell. So yeast should not smell overly uh stinky in a be- no better terms to put it so we're talking about yeast in particular and that's how I knew that I had uh, that I've always had yeast infections like I've been able to differentiate because I've had all three so many fucking times UTIs less and less um 
BV was kind of like an outside left field um, term that I started to hear recently, you know, only in the last five years that I was like, oh, there's another thing that can be pretending to be a fucking yeast infection and no one told me about it. Cool, cool, cool. Um, so as I got older, um, the yeast infections <laughs> grew stronger, as did I, or fell apart more. It depends on how you look at um, my life. And uh, it would take, it would start to take two doses of the Diflucan or a longer monostat plan. There's even some gel that I've used before. It's like a cream and it comes in a big tube and you stick a whole stick of tube cream pussy gel up your vooge and you, you let it sit in there overnight and you do that for like seven to ten days. I've done it all. I've done everything. I've tried tea tree oil. I've tried fucking the garlic up the poos, which, ha, oh, burn. Um... Yeah, so like the the yeast infections were just getting worse. They were lasting longer. They wouldn't be killed as easily. Um, they they felt like they were coming out of nowhere. Whereas before, I was like, oh, I just had sex. This makes sense. And so I started to realize that like maybe my yeast infections didn't have anything to do with sex at all. Maybe it really did have something more to do with a hormone imbalance. And so you know, I got off birth control uh, like three years ago. I'm back on it now. But during that time. Uh, didn't get better or worse. They, it just, it was, I don't want to say they weren't like better or worse because they were definitely worse as I've gotten older, but I don't believe it was the birth control. I'll just say that. Um, how do I know? Pff, fuck if I know, because I'm, I, I did try to go back on birth control intermittently in between that time and nothing changed. And right now I'm on what's called the mini pill. It's called Slind. It's brand new. And it is a version of a mini pill, which is a progesterone only pill, which I also think might have something to do with it. <sighs> we'll keep talking. So as I said, they were getting worse and worse. I found myself in the most off full situations to a point where I, whenever I would travel, I was bringing like four different types of medications for yeast infection because I just never knew when they were going to come. I found out that not only are they hormonally related, but it can also be stress related, which like, when am I not stressed out? I'll hold for an answer. I'm always stressed out. My life I'm sweating right now. I just got out of a cold shower and I'm sweating. My life is fast. I like it that way. I like feeling alive. I was depressed for far too long to not feel like I can move fast and enjoy stress. It's good stress. I, there is good stress that you can like. Um, and I didn't realize that yeast infections can come from fucking stress. Uh, so then I thought it was that. I was like, oh, okay, it's either sex or stress. It's one of those two. Um, and uh, then I heard about your diet and I was like, Ugh, just society trying to make me fucking buy some other shit and trying to fucking make me feel bad about my body. Turns out I finally given in. Diet has so fucking much to do with yeast and bacteria growth and your gut health, which I don't want to dive too deeply into to gut health because I think that deserves an expert in its own episode. Um, but know that that's where I'm at now. I'm like, okay, it can be so many fucking things. It can also be uh, the detergent you're using. It can it can be like an allergy reaction to the underwear you're wearing, the type of material it is, the bed sheets you're on. Fucking, uh, if you wear your swim for suit for too long, if you wear your gym clothes for too long, it it, it thrives. Yeast thrives on moist, damp, warm environments. 
side note, I just have to say this. I have to say, okay, first of all, I have to read an ad, but then I'm going to tell you the craziest fact I've ever heard in my fucking life, and I swear to God, this will absolutely deliver. But first, I have to tell you about Caliper CBD. You guys know that I am always talking about my stress, my need for calm, my pain and soreness. Well, Caliper helps it all, and it even helps me sleep easier. Uh, I keep my Caliper CBD little tablets in my office desk so I can take them out. The weather is getting warmer, so it is time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince. Now that I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortless, effortless, less, yeah, effortlessly chic year after year, like uh, premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from 30 doll hairs, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. I can confirm this. I'm actually wearing Quince pants right now. You are. They are so, they're they're loose, they're breezy. These babies have a button, a fly, drawstring, and elastic in the band. So I can like, I can dress them up, I can dress them down. Yes. They are, they're the perfect pant for summer and I'm really comfortable as hell in them. Honestly, I am wearing the Quince 14 karat gold earring loop right now. Oh my god. I know. I think it's so cute. It does not tarnish. It is so comfy and I have sensitive ears so I'm really loving this for my body. So get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash Kelsey for free shipping on your order in 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Kelsey to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Kelsey. Are you looking to cut back on alcohol this year? (laughs) You are talking to two sober Sally's. You know Zach and I love to drink recess zero-proof craft mocktails because it's a guilt-free way to unwind. It has 0% alcohol made with real fruit, only 25 calories or less, and it is sweetened with agave because y'all know I got that sugar addiction. It has incredible flavors. One of my favorites is the grapefruit Paloma. The Paloma is actually one of the last drinks I was drinking when I was drinking alcohol. So this is like a nice little nostalgia moment and it still feels really fun in my hand. And there's no reason we should be missing out on the partying either. It's such a good replacement for alcohol, a great drink for having in between alcoholic drinks, unwinding at home, at dinner parties, chilling on the couch. It is endless. Get 15% off recess mocktails now at takearecess.com slash Kelsey. So you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences and put them on to whatever I want. It is tasteless, odorless powder. You can mix it into literally any food or drink and it is precisely 20 milligrams in each packet. So you never have to wonder how much CBD you are taking again. And just so you know, okay, this isn't just any old CBD, okay? It is clinically proven that you absorb 450% more CBD with Caliper CBD powder compared to tinctures. I was a tincture girl for a while. I also love like rub on CBDs, but this is the best way to consume. That is wild. So for you to get 20% off your first order, you can use promo code confidently and secure at trycaliper.com slash 
confidently and secure. You can try Caliper CBD risk-free for 30 days. That's 30 days of CBD. If you don't love it, they will give you a full refund. That's trycaliper.com slash confidently and secure. Don't forget promo code confidently and secure for 20% off your first order. Okay. Ready for the craziest fact you've ever heard of in your entire fucking life. Did you know the first pregnancy test, okay, was invented in the 1950s and was done by putting a pregnant woman's urine on a African frog, okay, and the frog would either be like, Ooh, all of a sudden my like hormones are crazy. I must be pregnant. I'm gonna make some eggs. Or it would be like, I'm not. That was just wet and you're just dripping water on me and I don't like it. But if if the pee that they poured on the frog was positive for pregnancy, the fucking frog would grow eggs. What does that even mean? What are you talking about? That's how women found out that we're pregnant. What? That was the first pregnancy test? Are you out of your mind? Oh my god, it has something to do with the pituitary gland, the or the pituitary hormone made by the frogs and the eggs. I'm gonna put the Atlantic article in the description because this is just absolutely crazy. Um, okay. Something to also note about yeast. Going back to the whole point of this episode, <coughs> yeast does grow more rapidly, like I said, in damp, warm climates. Think of it as bread it needs a nice oven. Um it also thrives off of sugar. Now, this is a fact that I have been in denial for a very, very long time. I have a severe addiction to sugar. And I didn't realize how bad of a problem was until I tried to quit. So the last, like, five days I've been doing no sugar, no natural sugar, so, like, no fruit. Although I've been having a little bit of fruit. You're allowed to have a blueberry or a grapefruit every now and then. So don't fucking come for me. Okay, the diet says I can. And I don't even like that it is a diet. It's like diet implies such a fucked up thing. This is like a health food plan. <laughs> okay? Like I said, I've tried everything else. I've tried, you know, I still meditate. I'm not going to stop meditating just because it didn't take away my yeast infections. But the pills and the fucking detergent and the fucking sex it's like you guys remember when i talked a couple weeks ago about hearing about a different type of uh i think it was a bacteria i don't know if that's right called uroplasma uroplasma oh it is a bacteria go me and i was uh certain that this was it because i tested positive for uroplasma and it's usually found in someone's uh urinary or genital tract and it is parasitic so i was like oh my god i've had this like little fucking bugs life movie pumping out like one nasty little bug that just won't let go of my pussy walls for years i tested positive for it took the antibiotics guess fucking what it's back baby jared also had to take the antibiotics in case it was on his shit and we both took it couldn't have sex for 10 days. Then I got my period. So couldn't. Well, we couldn't have sex. But I was like, we're getting over this use infection stuff. Let's not fuck it up. Uh, I couldn't have sex for five days. And then uh, I got a yeast infection. So we haven't had sex for another seven to 10 days. And I was just like, I can't do that. <laughs> I can't do that. That is a big fucking deal. I mean, it really wasn't a big deal. We were both like, wow, has it been that long? But like the times when you wanna and you can't 
though that's a big deal um so now that i'm at this stage where i'm just like i don't know what the fuck else to do um i decided to try this like food plan so i've been doing no sugar okay the candida diet is what it's called and all you have to do is look it up on pinterest and you'll see like a million fucking things but the candida diet is basically a very strict diet that helps limit the overgrowth of the fungus that can lead to infection or bacteria. Um, uh, so there's over 150 known candida species living in various parts of your body. Like, what? I could be a fucking wheat field for all I care. Um, usually these species aid in digestion gestion and nutrient absorption from food. Um, but it... Uh, can also cause symptoms like if it's absorbing a certain type of food that your body does not agree with so it can cause nausea bloating constipation diarrhea chronic fatigue skin issues such as eczema or rashes your recurrent utis irritability and mood swings anxiety depression or joint pain if that ain't me down to the joint pain bitch what so there's really only 15 types of candida that can cause uh an infection uh but the one that we um, are all very familiar with is candida albicans which is the most common uh it, it counts for like over half the cases so uh the the very high sugar intake that i was having could definitely worsen candida because it like thrives off of it the other thing you need to know is uh, yeast infections happen more with people that have compromised immune systems or low immune systems. So if you're sick and a yeast infection pops up all of a sudden, it's not surprising. Or if you're someone that's immunocompromised, um, you might be dealing with that as well. Also, diabetes, uh, they get uh, are more prone to yeast infections. And people that are in high estrogen states, so people that are pregnant, um, they can have... But, ugh, like, that's the other thing. I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine. How are you going to deal with a yeast infection while bring, being pregnant? Are you out of your god? I would make a full bathtub of ice cubes and yogurt. Like, I, uh, I could I, add it to the list, kids, okay? Or no kids, I should say, rather. Add it to the list, no kids. <sighs> um, So the diet... The candida diet excludes gluten because it claims that it fucks with the bacteria in your gut um, or your intestinal lining. Um, there is also a lot of dairy exclusion. You're allowed to have eggs. Um, but the theory is that lactose, like milk and sugar, uh, or m the sugar in milk, rather, I should say, or stuff like um, oat milk, if you don't have, like, unsweetened or yogurt, or I don't know, what's another fucking cheese? Sugars. Uh, so it's going to stimulate the candida growth. Um, also, you want to stay away from anything that's like artificial, um, anything with high mold content, so cheese, uh, preservatives, and pesticides. It's like, what can you fucking have? Um, the other only like positive to this when I first was like, I guess I have to fucking do this is that it's very similar to like an anti-inflammatory diet, which anyone with chronic pain really should be looking into. So that was the one thing where I was like, Ugh, fine, I'll try it. And if it sucks, I'll just be a fucking flamed potato. And 
whatever. So moving on, um, so, you, so you're restricting certain types of food groups to starve your yeasty nom noms. Your little <laughs> you're starving them of anything to overgrow. So I started this again like five days ago. I think the first two days I snuck in like an Oreo cookie because I just am. I would not ever suggest going cold turkey off of sugar. I feel like I'm going off of heroin and I've never even done heroin, but I have to assume that's what it feels like. I did pick up these like sugar-free sweets, but I'm pretty sure um, they don't have any... Artificial colors, flavors, high fructose corn syrup. I don't know how to say that word. But I'm pretty sure it has wheat in it. Yeah, look at that first ingredient. Enriched wheat flour. <laughs> Great. But uh, it also has soy. Fuck, I'm so fucked with these. I only had one. It's fine. There's no way to get like a sweetness taste at all in your mouth for the last five days, says I. Um, I've been able to nom like I said on blueberries and they allow a grapefruit but let me tell you something about a grapefruit motherfucker that shit leaves the worst fucking taste in your mouth my roommate this morning says it's like what it's like after you throw up and you just like taste your own throw up in your mouth and I'm like why would you say that this is exactly what it is it's the fucking worst 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 bleh. um so what can you have I'm sure you're wondering um well so here's the other thing is like there's a candida cleanse and then a candida or like not a cleanse, like a detox and then a candida lifestyle. And so you're supposed to go like super hardcore cutting out all of this shit um, to fight candida. And then once it's gone, you like you find a way to moderate and you find out like what shit flares up your shit. And let me tell you something. I love food. This has been one of the hardest things. I don't know if anyone watched the Michelle Carre video I did where I did like the extreme body makeover and giving up food. Like I cry all the time because I'm like, I can't have my coffee with the sugar in it. So I have to figure out something else. I've been having sugar free vanilla and it's fucking gross. So now I've just gone back to cold brew fucking splash of unsweetened coconut milk. Also coconut milk, coconut, anything is going to be your best fucking friend during this cleanse slash diet slash lifestyle because you can have coconut oil you can have coconut flour um other foods that fight candida this is going to be your important list coconut oil garlic apple cider vinegar cloves salmon lemon cinnamon cruciferous vegetables i don't know if i said that right olive oil and ginger uh you're allowed to have avocados um, I think you're allowed to have grain. No, you can't have grain. Sorry. I meant to say, um, oh, did you just hear my body do that? I think you're allowed to have sweet potatoes and, uh, something else. There's really not much. You're not even supposed to have tomatoes or mushrooms, which I thought I could have, but you're really not supposed to because it's like the closest thing to like fungi and you're basically trying to do like anti-fungi it's a lot of fucking greens and like I don't even know if you can have tofu or not because I think it's fermented. Uh, I had coconut rice today. That was or not coconut. Cauliflower rice today. That was loud. Cucumbers, um, onions, kale, celery, mustard greens, collard. Like who has mustard greens or collards? Fuck off. Parsley, arugula, broccoli. Like, yeah. What am I supposed to do with all these leaves? What am I supposed to what do I what do I do with them? Honestly, anyone? Bueller? 
Bueller because I've had about 55 fucking avocados. Um, in the morning, I've learned how to make these coconut flour muffins. If you've been on my Instagram, you've seen what I'm talking about. Um, so, uh, listen, the, I don't need to read off every food, but you can go online and find what you're not supposed to have and what you are supposed to have. Basically, if it's delicious and it tastes good, you can't have it. If it's a carb, forget about it. Chocolate, throw it straight out the window. Um, but if it if a rabbit eats it, or you know, it, it stinks, you can have it. Um, so, going back to a little bit about uh, yeast infections and candida in the body. Um, there, the bacteria that you don't want to lose is called lactobacillus. That's the one that you don't want to kill. And also that tobacco can kill it. So if you smoke cigarettes and you get a lot of fucking yeast infections, maybe stop. Maybe stop. Um, so... You can also get yeast infections in your bloodstream, which I didn't know, which can be life-threatening. Like, dear fucking God, I didn't realize that was a thing. Um, it's also something that's supposed to be diagnosed by your gyno, by a swab. But at this point, like, I feel like I know what they are. But then to hear about stuff like uroplasma or even, like, vaginismus, which I believe is, like, the... Is it the pain or the itching vaginismus? Uh, oh, no. It's a muscle spasm. What's it called when you have an itchy vagina vulvodynia? Is chronic pain and itchiness. Yes. So, vulvodynia is another thing to consider. Um, so, the way that you're supposed to get, like, accurately diagnosed or whatever tested is with, like, a swab... But I also use these pH strips that I can, like, shove up in my poos and it'll bring out a color. Like, the lighter, the better, the darker, the more off your pH is. And that doesn't necessarily tell you it's a yeast infection. But I can usually be like, oh, my gosh, if my pH is off, there's something going on. Um, so, like I said, the best thing you can do is explore all of these options. <laughs> I know that that was a lot. I feel like I'm coming down off of some fucking high. But I think it's just because I am so craving sugar. But also, I'm so over it. Like, I feel like I'm doing everything. Like, I'm someone that has access to healthcare and, like, plenty of, of people on the internet to help me, give me advice. And I'm still, like, severely struggling. And I can't imagine how someone who doesn't have, like, the openness or the money to do so must feel and I my heart goes out to all of you um who have ever dealt with a yeast infection ever in your life especially those who have it chronically um that's kind of all I had for this I know I thought this was gonna be a short episode but I guess it was kind of normal normally sized um I did have sex <laughs> tonight with Jared because I just got I was just like I can't I'm probably, so five days in, I'm sure everyone's like, well, how's the diet working? 
the first like three days I was miserable and the yeast didn't feel any different. And I heard of this thing called herxing, which I actually think Britter Bees, who came on to talk about Lyme disease and stinging herself with bees, actually talks about. It's like the symptoms are way worse uh, for a certain amount of period of time. So I think what happened was I was herxing where it was like the symptoms were like, whoa, hey, what the fuck is going on? And so symptoms felt even more prevalent. So the first three days, that's what has felt like. Yesterday, it started to feel a little bit better. It's usually the worst at night. And I thought that that was a specific thing. But I think it's actually because you're like sitting down and paying attention with nothing else to like look at for the first time or like feel for the first time at night. Um, And so like intermittently today I felt it is it going away yeah but like I'm also on day five now of a yeast infection so it's also like it should be going away um I think the the tell-all will be like if I'm able to sustain this way of eating which is so fucking hard oh my god I've never had so many salads in my life um it's making me re-examine my relationship with food um some people have told me to look at like the keto diet and the whole 30 and the book that the whole 30 creators wrote because they talk about like how to get over that frustration and emotional relationship with food, which like not an expert. Hey, um, yeah. So I guess that's where I'm at. I don't know if that was helpful at all. This might have just been me ranting. I don't know if this episode, you guys is late. I got to get this episode up. Um, but leave a comment or DM me or um, let me know what is up in your yeasty world. Like, yes, I want to have a gut related episode more specifically because the fact that food could have such a big impact on these yeast infections is just like so fucking irritating. And like, why are we continuing to make a world that's like filled with poisonous food? Um, Also, what the fuck doesn't anyone know that yeast infections and certain types of food is bad for you um yeah and if there is something i'm not thinking of or like if you know shit about like the uroplasma test or like lactobacillus bacteria or just bacteria in general for like your gut and butt and puss holler at me (laughs) um uh, confidant sorry this episode was like kind of ranty but i was a little angry um Please leave a five-star review. If it's not five stars, don't do it because I get really sensitive. Also, my book is available for pre-order August 16th, which is on Sunday. 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 It's going to be $17.99. They wanted to make it like $20-something, and I was like, hell no. Nah. And I was like, can we make it $17? And they were like, it has to be $17.99. And I was like, fine. So it's $17.99. I hope that's okay. Tell me if that's too expensive because if it is, I need to fucking know. Um... I'm trying to think of it as, like, a really good meal. <laughs> like, one really good meal. It's, like, $17.99. And this lasts way more than just a meal. Um, what else? What else? Donate to Justice vs. Raya. We're so close to finishing the RV. That is insane. I've been doing uh, van renovations on TikTok and Instagram at Kelsey Dara. Don't forget to follow at ConfidentlyPod on Twitter and Instagram. You can also email us at ConfidentlyInsecurePodcast at gmail.com. And I will see you next week, hopefully, without a itchy pussy. Love you guys. Bye.